You're listening to Skyhawk After Dark Radio. Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coraline is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Hanky Panky Podcast, hosted by myself, Coraline Jewell. I hope everybody is enjoying our show and enjoying the guests that I'm bringing on every week. Uh, make sure that if you guys are listening, that you are rating and subscribing, especially on Apple iTunes and on YouTube. That helps me continue to bring you guys new guests and bring you guys uh, or bring on sponsors that can help me keeping the show going. Uh, big shout out to Skyhawk After Dark for having us on their network. Full Swap Radio has us on theirs. And and we're on Spotify, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, and really anywhere that you guys can download your podcasts. And then again, remember that if you go to my website, Hanky Panky Podcast, H-A-N-K-I-E-P-A-N-K-I-E podcast.com, and you click on the right, you click on sponsors, you're able to access all of the different sponsors that we have on the show. You get discounts. You use the discount word Hanky, H-A-N-K-I-E. You guys also get free um, memberships to different lifestyle swinger sites. And and you will also be able to access my guest today, who is absolutely amazing. And she runs a nonprofit organization. And when you guys hear her and you see her and you learn about her mission and what she's doing, if you go to my sponsors and you click that, anything helps keeping her mission going. And so we're bringing her on today. I'd like to give a warm welcome to Leah. Welcome and thank you for joining the show. How are you today, darling? Doing good. Thank you very much for having me on the show. It's a pleasure. It's a good pleasure to have you. So you guys, Leah and I are on different times. For me, it's 9 a.m. California time. I had to get up at 7.30. I'm not a morning person. I did that for years as a competitive figure skater. And it is evening for you. She gets to almost have wine in Spain. It's not fair. It is close to wine time. <laughs> not fair. Well, I can have a mimosa if I want to. I don't think my trainer will be very happy if I show up drunk to training after our interview, though. Uh, see, I'm halfway I'm dressed in my workout clothes. We're halfway there. Just threw on a necklace for fun. All right, we are going to get started. So first of all, let's talk a little bit about you and your background. And then I want to talk about your organization, what you're doing, why you started it, and how my listeners can help support you, because I think it's an amazing, amazing thing that you're doing. So again, welcome to the show. So let's talk about you have an English accent but you live in Spain so where are you originally from? I'm originally from Newcastle which is the very north of England almost touching Scotland on the east coast. Um, I moved to I moved to Ibiza nearly six years ago and before that I was in uh, the Algarve in Portugal. I ran away from the from the cold weather. It's <laughs> It's, it's too much. I've heard. Yeah. Is, it, is it? I mean, okay, so I used to live in Sweden, okay, for four years, and I lived in Germany, and so I've traveled a lot, but I was talking to somebody the other day. Is it really, really true that England is always overcast? Like, is, is that true? <laughs> no. I was, no. I'm going in my head going, I don't 
remember every single day. I mean, it feels like it. <laughs> <laughs> what was but no. It's not as bad. What was it like living in Ibiza? Uh, I love it here. I love the community. Oh, it's you're, such... you're still there? Yeah. Oh, do you have an extra bedroom for me? I'm coming. <laughs> I think as soon as the world opens up again, my extra bedrooms will be full for, yes. for the foreseeable. Everyone, everyone wants to get across here. And, yes, uh, yeah, just, it's, just it's tell them, fun. just say, me, Coraline, she's going to be your bed roommate for a little while. <laughs> oh my gosh, I want to go there so bad. Okay, so from, from near Scotland, Northern England, and then... Um, you grew up uh what did your parents do for work were they oh my mother ran um homes for the mentally and physically disabled so short breaks homes or before that it was kind of long-term living um living accommodation for people who were severely mentally and physically disabled okay okay so now that kind of shows us where where your brain went with your project and your organization you watched your mom do good for others right yeah possibly maybe i hadn't thought of it that way but no. yeah um <laughs> and my dad um my dad does is a project manager but very very big projects for the government okay and then any siblings growing up brothers or sisters uh oh let's try that again we lost you for a second um yeah my mom and dad had me and then they separated okay <laughs> My mom and dad had me and then they separated and my dad has two boys and my mom has one boy. So I have three younger brothers and a, and a big sister. Oh goodness. I have a brother and a sister. I can't imagine more boys. Although my kid, I have boys for kids and I'm glad I don't have girls because then I don't have to deal with like, you know, the boyfriends. <laughs> um, okay, so you grew up there. When <laughs> When did you get involved in the industry and how did you get involved in the adult industry? Um, so I got involved, I got involved in the BDSM community when I was about 15, 16. Oh, wow. And I started okay. working after school. I mean, not involved in the sex part, just dressing up and hanging out with people. And they really kept me away from everything else. So it was just, a really, I was always a bit of a misfit at school. So it was really nice to have this community of people who were just as odd as I was. And it didn't matter how, how weird you were and what you were into. You could just sit and talk and everyone was lovely. And that's, that's the side of, of, of the community that I was privy to until, um, until I was about 17, 18. Okay. Did um, your... Did your parents know at that time or did your mom know at that time that you were hanging out with those people and was she okay with it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cool. She used to, I used to after school and on Saturdays I would help out of my friend's shop where they sold sex toys and fetish clothing. Wow. And my mom would pick me up. My mom would pick me up from there <laughs> after school. <laughs> oh mom, I like um, it. Okay. And she's such a mummy mummy. She's not into, you know, she's not like this out there crazy mom. No, she's just a little, but she knows that that's where I felt comfortable and that I was being looked after and that there were good people. So that's awesome. And also, also if she said no, I'd fucking do it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's good though. That's good that she supported you and let you do that and didn't yeah. you know, reprimand you at the age of 15, 16 for doing that. So when did you start dancing and where did you start dancing in 
uh-huh. I started dancing when I was 18 uh, in Newcastle. Okay. And then I danced, I came across and did some seasons in Ibiza. So I was dancing in Ibiza as well. I did that for just for a couple of years. I found it very, very bitchy. Um, it was a, a, a possibly just the, the club that I was in or the, the people that I was around, but at, oh, I don't know. But at the time it was, it was heavy. And I was there to have fun and smile and make money and giggle. But the, there was, it was yeah, tough. I, da- tough. Da- I, I also started as a dancer. And, well, I started actually, my whole story is crazy. I started as selling my underwear online, which is a whole other story. But uh, when I danced, um, I did notice that it's a very cutthroat. You know, uh, we were told don't approach a customer until they had sat down and had a drink. And I would just watch girl after girl approach, 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 thinking, why are they not being reprimanded for that? When you started dancing um, first in in UK, was it um, topless only or was it a full nude club right away at the age of 18? Topless. Okay. And because they served alcohol, is that how it was? You you can serve alcohol anywhere in the UK. See, you're like California. So California, if their alcohol is served, it's topless only. And then if it's- No, you can, you can be naked, you can be topless, whatever, there's alcohol. Okay, and what about, what were their rules with lap dancing? Could you touch them or not touch them? No, there was no contact. Okay, so same with that. The first, the first club in, the first club in, that I danced at was topless and there was no contact. When I came to um, Ibiza, it was fully nude. But no contact and then when I went back to the UK and danced at a club in a smaller town just south of Newcastle it was fully nude and you could touch them as the dancer but they couldn't touch you okay okay so how do you make the transition now from a dancer to now starting to work in the adult industry as a performer um there was there was a huge gap in between where I I left, I stopped dancing because I thought the guy I was dating would want me to. Turns out he was only dating me because I was a dancer, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, but then shortly after I met the guy that I ended up marrying and then went on to run a chain of fashion stores and run their websites and everything else through the buying. Then the recession hit. So I decided to get out of that because the, you know, we just weren't making the, the same kind of money and it, it looked like the business wasn't going to last too long. So I decided to open my own boutique that sold really heavy, hardcore BDSM equipment. Oh, okay. um, do you still have so, that? No, no, I, I ended up having to sell that when I left the UK because I just couldn't, I couldn't get people's deliveries to them on time. I couldn't get it, have enough control over the company. Makes but, sense. Okay. And uh, it was from, hmm? oh, go ahead, please. So it was, it was from that that people started asking me to model because I was going to all the BDSM shows and the fetish parties and it slowly kind of transitioned that I was making more money and enjoying the, the, the and it was just easier to do modeling when I left the UK. So I was doing the modeling, doing professional dominatrix work. Oh, and, cool. And then doing videos. Yeah. Okay. And are you still married now or no? Oh God, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> and any kids or no kids? <laughs> no, I have four. I have four dogs. Oh, you're such a, <laughs> right. You got your fur babies. Okay, so that makes sense. Okay, so now you're actually doing like professional dominatrix work. You're starting to shoot in the industry. Now, did you go shoot like what I've done, like you know, boy girl, girl girl, like stuff like that, or did you strictly just shoot in the adult industry dominatrix scenes? Just um, 
just fetish. So it wasn't okay. just dominatrix. I do I do sub stuff with with rope. Yeah, yeah. So there was no sex, vanilla sex. There was no sex sex. Okay. It, was, it was hitting people, kicking people, or there may have been some um, kind of uh, using a a flogger, a vibrator. Oh, okay. All right. You're going to or whatever. You're going to have to train me. I just got hired to do a ball crushing scene and I don't want to oh, hurt. Oh, my favorite. Oh, gosh. Okay. No, you want to hurt them. Hurt them. Hurt oh, them. no. <laughs> See, I tell people all the time and people that watch my, you know, that have seen my stuff or listen to me, I'm actually a really, really nice person until you piss me off. Okay. I'm, I'm only five feet. So like, I'm a little firecracker, but um, I'm not good at being mean. I can be, I can do like, you know, the mistress sub scene and stuff, but this will be my first time ball crushing. You're going to have to teach me. So, so you're doing ball crushing or ball busting? Shit. Because ball busting, you just kick it and punch it. And ball crushing, I actually like stand on them? You can put your, don't use your heel. The heel of your stiletto should only be for photographs. Okay. You use the ball of, the ball of your foot and put pressure or well, you can crush in your hands. While he's laying down or like sitting in a chair maybe? However he wants to do it. Uh... That's gonna be fun. <laughs> you might bring out a whole nother side of me. <laughs> you might like it. <laughs> I, you know, I really, really think I have to come to Ibiza for a lesson. I do. I think that's what <laughs> Okay. Oh my God. Okay. So back to what we were talking about. You shot doing uh, fetish work for about 20 years. Is that what I read? Um, no, I started, I got in the BDSM community about 20 years ago. Okay. Um, I've, I've probably did um, dom work and filming for about eight before starting Pineapple. Okay, so now let's get to Pineapple. So you are, if I read this correctly, you are at an adult industry award show in 2018, right? And that's when a lot of um, adult performers were getting bullied through social media. There was a lot of suicide and stuff like that, correct? And it was then yes. that something clicked in your head and you decided to do, and I'm going to let you just take the floor and tell everybody what you did, why you decided what you're doing for how long you've been doing it, right? and roll mama <laughs> okay um so yeah as you said it was the expos award show in la and teen and for me you know, i was a performer but i was a performer on the outskirts you know I, I did it as and when i was living in europe and i just fly across to the us or i fly across to germany to to do work but you know it was in between otherwise i'm just filming on my own you know okay. not really part of the community and when I came across to the US in January 2018 for the show, I remember we were talking about um, performers who had taken their lives. They were handing out um, suicide awareness bracelets. And I was kind of like, you know, so giddy to be at my first big award show and had a bottle of champagne in my hand and everything else. And I was wild. Um, and then we got into the show, sat down, and I remember on the stage, the, the girl who was presenting, I think was Jessica Drake. Um, she talked about the five girls who took their lives within, or lost their lives due to ill mental health um, within the kind of six weeks or two and a half months previous to, to the yeah, show. Yeah, I remember and, all that. Um, 
And, you know, I was like, holy shit. And then afterwards, you know, they always do the, the memorial video where they show everyone that passed um, during, during the year. And there are so many young faces. And that really, really struck me. It was something that you know, I had no idea about for me. The industry was always a really friendly, caring, loving place. And I had no idea, no idea. So we went from there then on to the avian and on the flight home I remember thinking I just couldn't sleep I took I took an Ambien and I couldn't sleep like my head was just going right something has to be done something has to be done why are all these people dying why is there why isn't there anything in place this is this is crazy in every other industry there is a a support system there is something there to to care for the employees or the the community um and when I got back to to Spain, I remember my mum was at my uh, my house with my brother, which was very annoying. Um, <laughs> and uh, and I was kind of I was kind of googling who you know and, and and discovering that you know it wasn't it wasn't five girls it wasn't five girls at all. There were hundreds of performers who had taken their lives that year, but these were the five that the media was interested in. These were the five with the big names. Yeah. And so I kind of I actually flew off to Barcelona to be. Um, okay, semi on my own without my mum to be with uh, a girlfriend of mine who's actually a therapist and is one of our directors now, Dr. Okay. Jenna Field. And I sat in her apartment with all of these, this paper in front of me thinking, you know, how, how can I fix this? How can I fix this? What can I do? Um, and I think within, out there for about a week, um, I left uh, just after Valentine's with a name, with a plan, and we're the basic idea of what was going to happen um and then we launched in my head in my head it was like every single day that this organization isn't available to the industry we could lose another life that that, yeah. that was how important it was and how rapidly i felt i needed to move with this idea because because there was literally that was literally the case there was nowhere else for people to turn to uh, so so yeah so we launched we launched we had the whole website ready therapists signed up and and uh, were, were able to take clients in in that january sorry april okay so we went february march april okay and then uh with the name of the organization so tell everybody what it is is pineapple support pineapple support and um it's a non-profit organization uh based out of is it based out of uh, spain united kingdom no, it's based out of the US. We have a, so it's a 501c3 nonprofit based in the US. We are registered in all 52 states, which means every single wow. person listening to this can donate. Um, good, <laughs> good. We're, we're also a uh, UK charity, but we're going to close down that side of things this year because there's no point, there's no point in running two two nonprofits when okay. we can do everything from the US. Okay. Um, so we're kind of, we're kind of merging the two this year, which is, which is interesting in the process of uh, of doing at the minute, um, but it's been it's been incredible. I mean, since since launching in that April, it took it took a while to get our first sponsor. I mean, the the response from the industry was absolutely incredible. But as you can imagine, there have been many people that say they're going to do things and they don't. Yeah. Uh, there's been many people that have ideas and having an idea this big because I I go balls deep with everything never halves if you know i was this is going to be global this is going to be huge i'm not just you know so so approaching people and i'm some little performer they've never heard of before so this is what i'm going to do okay good for you that's brilliant fantastic um 
but with any business, you know, you, you have to put your money where your mouth is. You can't just expect people to give you cash. Right. So and it wasn't until the December that year that we actually had our first uh, sponsor who was Pornhub. Uh, but until then, you know, I was paying for people's therapy. Wow. I was covering every cost of the organization. But it had to be done. You know, this is what you, this is what you do to prove that you're passionate about what you do to prove that actually the system's going to work because that was the big thing, you know, to, to, yeah, great. You've got an idea and you want it to work, but is it, is it going to, and, um, and from, from then, from that December, once we had Pornhub backing us, it, it, it kind of really did just flow and grow very, very organically. And I'm so grateful that it did because, you know, if you look at the, the year that we, I think, Say that again. Yeah, I, 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 I know uh, the people reaching out for support has tripled. Okay, so I lost you there for a second. So 2018 was the idea. You launched it soon afterwards. We're in 2021 right now. The website is pineapplesupport.org or pineapplesupport.com or neither. <laughs> either. either actually. <laughs> okay, good. Okay. All right. And um, I, I mean, I've visited the website. You guys have to go take a look at the website. Plus, if you go to my podcast page, the Hanky Panky podcast, you can click right there and it'll take you over and the sponsors. Okay. Um, how many sponsors do we have on board now is my first question. Uh, 43, I think. You're amazing, mama. You're awesome. It's awesome. And would you say how many... How many times are you contacted by an adult performer? Let's just go on an average. On a month, would you say 25 performers reach out to you guys asking for assistance or where are we at? I think we lost you again. Oh. Okay, sorry, January 165 therapy requests. Yeah, wow. and I think over 100 people using our emotional support service. We also had an emotion regulation support group, which had 19 attendees uh, and numerous webinars and workshops run through the, the, the XBiz. Um, where it's got virtual right. show. Okay. Uh, so, um, so okay good good so there are, when they go to your website you guys are offering now especially with COVID and stuff there's online i'm assuming webinars like you said so and this works with anybody in the adult industry that's having issues with uh bullying let's kind of go over like if my listeners are listening and they're going i didn't even know this was a possibility for me to reach out for help tell me what you guys are working with um, we work with everything, you know, this is anything you would come to a therapist for anything to come to a support group for. We have um, apologies if you can hear my dog. It's in the okay. Background who's been, been <laughs> ass. Um, <laughs> so yes, the, the majority of people coming to us for support are suffering with the same things that everyone else suffers with bullying, yeah. anxiety, relationship issues, trauma, it's the same shit everyone suffers with, you know, but they people in the adult industry uh, struggle to find a therapist who doesn't treat them for their career. Oh, well, you yeah. know, you'd feel okay if you weren't in porn. Fuck off. Yeah. I like my job. I've got anxiety. <laughs> Completely separate. Yeah. Uh, so, so we have 160 therapists and they, oh, yay. they they're that. all being interviewed by me and they're all sex positive and industry positive. So 
Excellent. I, I, you'll have to go look at some of my, uh, I've had a, some amazing guests on the show that uh, would probably jump on board. So like Dr. Tom Murray, uh, Dr. Lee Phillips, take a look at them. They're all uh, sex positive. They all work with people in the adult industry, swinger community, BDSM, polyamory. Um, and I just interviewed Kinky Coach yesterday. They're amazing. They run a program as well. Um, now on your website, I saw that there's different sponsorship programs. Okay. So there's like a $20 a month and there's different ones. What if somebody just says, listen, I can't afford to do monthly, but I want to send you a hundred bucks. Like if I want to send you a hundred dollars, but I can't right now to commit to monthly, where can they click on your website? Cause I couldn't find anything. If you go to the homepage, there is a big blue button that says donate. Okay. And that's it. Okay, so you guys see, apparently I'm, apparently I'm like old, blind, (laughs) senile. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. And donate and then any donation is just appreciated and helps and helps cover the cost of the therapist and the website and everything that goes along with running a nonprofit. I mean, $3 helps. Anything. $2 okay. helps. $5, anything. Anything, anything, anything. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm definitely going to do that as soon as I uh, get home from the gym and donating blood. I'm a busy girl today. Busy, busy, busy. I'm just looking through my questions because I want to know like, if I forgot to ask you anything here. Um, okay. So I already know the answer to this, but if somebody reaches out to you um, and is in need of an assistance, like an adult performer, okay, um, they're not obligated to pay anything if they can't afford, right? That's what a nonprofit is. They can just come to you for help. They don't have to feel like they're obligated to pay anything, correct? I might have lost you again, but I'm going to hang tight for a second. Ibiza, Spain. Okay, so they can reach out to you. Yeah, so when uh, for our support groups, they're completely free. Our webinars are completely free. If someone applies for one-on-one therapy through pineapple support, we ask them how much they can contribute. Got it. Now, okay, if you if you can't afford anything, that's fine. But we really, really do implore everyone that comes to us to give what they can. What we want that helps us help the next person, but also paying for your therapy is quite a big part of therapy to say you know it's this yeah it's the commitment it's this and right it's this it's like the commitment it's like if I if I pay a personal trainer right like that's where I'm on my way to when we're done I make that commitment to go to that personal trainer right because I put the money out there if it's free I might be a lazy ass and be like I'm not going to go train today so the same thing okay so We've got, so it's pineapplesupport.org, pineapplesupport.com. And of course, my website, you guys, pretty simple, hankypankypodcast.com, where you guys can click and go and learn and donate. Anything helps, right? Anything helps. Absolutely anything else. And if you'd like to volunteer as well, we do the active listening service. You can go on the website, click get involved, and then there's a link there to volunteer. And that's a 24-7 emotional support service. It's all done by text. As like a 20 minute, half hour training course to, to first become a listener. And then just as and when you're available, you can make yourself available on your phone and someone just texts you if they want to chat, if someone's feeling isolated or they've had a hard day. Huh. And it's okay. a great way to get involved. Okay, I might do that. Not that I don't have enough stuff on my list right now, but I'm 100% in support of what you're doing. I'm so glad that I found you. And we should shout out to, I think it was Bruce, right? With Adult Site Broker. Yeah. 
You put me, I mean, I knew who you were. I've seen you on, you know, ASN Lifestyle Magazine. I think you were, you know, working with them. And um, I've now got you up on, you know, our podcast page and all of that. But um, it was him that introduced us. So, Bruce, you get a shout out. All right. And, <laughs> Um, oh my gosh, honey. Okay. You were amazing. Uh, I think that we've got all my questions answered. Is there anything else that I have forgotten that you want to share with the listeners, uh, before you get to go have wine? <laughs> I don't think so. I think just, yeah, volunteer if you can donate, if you can just know about the services. If you see a performer that's struggling, if you're following anyone on social media and you, and you see that they're putting a shout out, tag us in there. Just the, the, the Twitter and the Instagram at pineappleysw, which stands for your safe word. Okay. Well, we lost you again. I'm going to do that again. It's pineappleysw. <laughs> pineapple That's how they'll find you on Twitter and Instagram. And I'll put that up as well when we put out your bio. Um, and then that way, uh, if we see anybody, a performer will normally shout out if something is bothering them. It's kind of a shout for help. Correct? Yes, there you are, you're back. <laughs> All yeah. right, uh, Leah, thank you so much for being with me. I know you guys- This is what you. happens when you live on an island. Exactly, you guys, thank you for dealing with our in and outs a little bit on the um, the sound, but you see California, we all live on our computers and internet and cell phones and they're in the islands, jealous. Uh, <laughs> wine and hand on the beach beach and and fun and i'm going because i have to go learn how to ball bust and ball crash <laughs> thank you so much honey for being on the thank show you. i really appreciate it and we will definitely get the word out for you as much as we can and thank you guys for listening to the hanky panky podcast till next time make sure that you guys rate subscribe follow rate subscribe follow i keep saying it you're not doing it but i keep saying it all right you guys thanks for listening till next time and thank you again darling thanks for listening to the hanky panky podcast with your host Corlin jewel if you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast please share it with others post about it on social media or leave a rating and review be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself. <laughs> <laughs>